Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in. It is so special to have you here, but I wanted to ask you a quick question. Do you like hearing from me? Not just in this way on the podcast, but what would you think about getting a little bit of sunshine into your inbox every Wednesday morning? That's exactly what I send to everybody that has signed up for my email list. Every Wednesday, I let you know what the new podcast is that's dropping. I also give you free resources, books I'm reading, quotes I'm loving, recommendations, and just whatever thoughts are stewing in my brain. And I'd love to have you hang out with me over there. You can click the link below to sign up for my email list, and I would love to see you in your inbox. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to the show. Y'all, I have been singing in my office all morning, inspired by today's podcast guest. But I think my favorite part is that my husband has also been singing all morning because I listen to this guest so much that my husband knows all the words and that just makes me so stinking proud. (laughs) But let's get into the good stuff. Some things never go out of style, like taking pride in a job well done, building upon your family legacy, remaining steadfast in faith and honoring the past while making room for the future. Today's podcast guest, my dear friend and singer-songwriter, the Jenna Paulette, understands all of this and reflects it in her music. A Texas cowgirl who came of age amid the gritty realities of ranch life, introduced to the time-tested genre of country music as young as she can remember. Her path has taken her to Nashville, countless stages across the country, and ultimately signing a publishing deal with Brad Paisley's Sea Gale Music earlier this year. How freaking cool is that? Today, you are in for a treat as we chat with Jenna about her journey of doing what she loves most, writing and playing country music while staying true to her country roots. Let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way. Mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now let's get climbing. Hello, Jenna, and welcome to the show. Hi. I just love you. (laughs) Oh, well, I love you right back. I am so, so honored to have you on the show, especially because I'm like, listen, Jenna is just getting more famous by the day, and I better get her on my calendar before it's impossible. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, I'm honored to be here. I feel the same about you, and you know I just love what you're doing and the fact that we have such a real friendship in a world that... I don't know, is so quick to move. And uh, we've had some really cool moments with each other, you know, at the, oh gosh, what was the- Cultivating Courage. Cultivating Courage in Sharon Springs, Kansas earlier this year. And just on the phone, on Instagram, it's just, it's a beautiful thing for it to be as real as it is and know each other the way that we do and for such a short time. And I just feel honored to know you. Oh, likewise. I feel like there's just some people in your life that you don't even have to know them that long before you're like, wow, I feel deeply connected to this person. And I've always felt that with you. It's, uh, you know, I think we first met, like, I feel like I met everybody after college, which was through Instagram. I think that's how we first got connected. And 
listen, y'all, not to brag, but I'm one of the people that was featured in her community curated music video of Girl in the Country. Um, and in that video, I'm the one that's flipping some delicious steaks on the grill. Most and <laughs> yes, it was so fun. And that's that was like our first interaction. And then since then, we've got the chance to be able to connect in person. And um, I'm just so grateful for our friendship. But I need to back up really quick and talk to you about that song, Girl in the Country. Because there is one line in that song, and I know you know what I'm going to be asking you about. There's a line in this song, you guys need to go listen to it, where she says, I heard she's vegan and she grew up on the West Coast. And I'm like, Jenna, are you hating? Are you hating on the West Coast girls right now? (laughs) (laughs) It was the best way to say it because you know, well, and you and I know that California is actually a major ag state. So Totally. You know, but the cities that give y'all a bad rap are real I know. loud, you know? They're very loud. They're very so, loud. Listen. Yeah. And it's funny because I was singing, I was in Wyoming at Diamond Cross Ranch doing their little festival thing that they do, which is awesome if y'all ever get a chance to go. Um, but I was there and there were a lot of people from California and I knew that. And I also knew that that was the last song I was going to do in my set. So I was like, is there anybody from California in the audience? Like half the audience raised their hands. Yeah. This one's for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I broke into country and the girl. And um, yeah, it was great. They they all kind of had a good time with it and talked to oh me. Oh my gosh. Listen. Yeah. I love it. I just feel like I had to give you grief about that. But also I get it. Listen, we do have a reputation here in California. But um, listen, I, you know, I will say I'm glad that we got at least a shout out though. So that's cool. Yes. <laughs> What's funny about it too is that like the comments on the YouTube video and stuff are like, feeling very triggered, but also can't stop listening. Your California girlfriends or like, you know, a disclaimer from somebody from California. And it just kind of makes me happy. And we debated before cutting that song in the studio. We were like, well, should we leave that in there? Like, we don't want to alienate anybody. But then we were like, you know what, if you don't stand for something, then, you know, you don't get the the heart of the demographic that you actually represent. And so obviously the problem is not with California and the problem is not, you know, with people that choose to eat only vegetables, but, um, but in the way that it gets addressed with agriculture and the uh, lack of communication between agricultural anything and consumer. So, um, yeah, so I just, I want to stand for something that I believe in. And, uh, I was like, I'm not changing that line. I don't know what else you could put in there that would actually make sense. And we were like, all right, let's do it. And let's make it a thing between us and California. Like it's a funny thing. And I love it. I think it works. Yeah. Thank you. Perfect. I feel triggered and honored at the same time. (laughs) You know, Jenna, speaking of that, you know, you talk about how in your in your music, what you do is is really about standing for something. I mean, it's about telling beautiful stories and and using your incredible skill set to do that with such a beautiful voice and also standing up for your family's legacy, the agriculture industry, the Western way of life. Before we jump into that though, I feel like I want to know more about the young Jenna, right? Because so much of this is an extension of who you are. But when you look back at your younger self, did you, did younger Jenna always know that her heart would lead her to music or what she's doing today? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think the short answer is definitely. I think I always knew, I always knew country music. I did musicals in high school and was good at that. And, and my mom and dad thought maybe that, but I always looked at it as like, what did Reba do? Well, she did country music and then WWRD. What yeah. would Reba do? <laughs> and she did country music and then she dipped her toe in 
Annie Get Your Gun and gosh, Reba, the show, and now Big Sky and all of this cool stuff. And um, I just feel like, especially in country music, you have to stay true to your roots and be exactly who you are first. And then you can venture your toe out into things that people would understand you doing as a country singer. They still kind of are an extension of what you want to represent in the world. And I think Reba did that so, so well. And in a way that she could still come back to country music and country music listeners still felt like she was one of them. And um, so, yeah, I, I've always, always, always known that that's what I wanted to do. I remember watching Leanne Rimes and, you know, Faith Hill and Shania Twain, you know, Shania playing like the Cowboys halftime show at Thanksgiving and stuff growing up and, being like, oh my gosh, like chomping at the bit. Like, I know I can do that. And it just was always so exciting to me. And I obviously grew up in a ranching family and I would sing every country song I knew by all of the artists that I love on the back of a four-wheeler with crickets jumping in my hair, grasshoppers jumping in my hair and with my sisters. And it was just always just a deeply ingrained part of who I am. And um, I think it was just always kind of at the in the back of my mind. And then when I got into college and I, I went to college on a performing arts scholarship on vocal scholarship, when I got there and I ended up going to an art school, which was so random to me, I didn't even like apply to go there. They just recruited me for singing. And I'd been praying for a full ride to wherever I was supposed to go to school. And when I got there and ended up in uh, that school, I was like, well, what the heck am I going to do here? You know? Um, so I looked for the thing that I thought could just help me tell my story as a country artist. And in every single class that I had, uh, I got a degree in visual communication. So I was taking classes like advertising, creating a brand, visual communication stuff, you know, where it was all about creating a story and communicating with a target market. I would just say like, hey, I want to do country music. Do you mind if I write my own demographic out on paper, you know, just applied it to what I wanted to do. And it's funny. It's like God knew that I was going to need to know how to tell a story. And it honestly helped songs as well, because I had copywriting classes and you learn how to get right to the heart of something in, you know, 10 seconds. And all of this stuff kind of worked together to help me tell my story and learn how to represent what I wanted to represent in culture in a way that was communicated really quickly. So yeah, I always knew that I wanted to do country music. And it's funny how when you know what you are made to do from a young age, you kind of just put all your eggs in that basket and everything that you focus on, even in a degree that people wouldn't expect you to you know, apply to country music. You know, all of my teachers knew exactly what I wanted to do with my life and gave me the freedom to explore that and apply it to those dreams um, while I was in college. And uh, yeah, so it all just kind of worked together. And I'm really grateful for all of it because I don't, I know I wouldn't be where I am without all of those things kind of working together. Yeah. Gosh, I love that. And I love hearing more about your education experience because I feel like being so sure in who you were helped you use that time so well in alignment with what you're doing with it now. But even looking back on my own life, things that I would have been like, well, that doesn't translate to what I'm doing now. But I'm like, wait, no, I learned all of the skills in that job or that position that now is what allows me to do what I do right now at the degree that I'm at. And so I really feel like trusting that every phase is part of adding up to something really, really beautiful on the other side. And gosh, I see that with you. Thank you. Yes. And 
I think when we watch all the things kind of work together for our good around us that are kind of unexpected and we see them as good things, like you said, that there's really just no choice but for them to add to the greater good of our life and and add to what we feel like we were made to do and be on this earth. You know, Jenna, it sounds like you from a very young age, like you knew, you're like, I see Shania up there. That's going to be me one day. Yeah. Halftime show, Dallas Cowboy Stadium. Exactly. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm going to help you manifest that because that would Thank be amazing. <laughs> um, but I'm curious in your journey thus far, have you ever come up across seasons of, like, even though you knew you knew what you wanted to do, have you ever come up across seasons of, self-doubt or fear about the next step? Or have you always been like just so steadfast at like, nope, I'm pretty clear. I know exactly what I need to do and then I'm good to go and made for this. Yes. Um, I think, I think we all do, but it was weird. Like for me, I would have these moments where I'm like, goodness, like, is it ever going to happen? Am I ever going to get that pub deal? Am I ever going to be on the radio? Am I ever going to get to play shows that I'm actually getting paid for? You know, like there's just so many things that are milestones in a career that you would hope would happen. And if they don't happen in a certain amount of time, you're like, well, am I doing what I was made to do? I don't know. Like, should I try something else? Maybe. Um, And I think that definitely happened to me. And it was really probably in 2020 more than anything. And I think that that was happening for everybody. But even it was like when I would have those doubts, those questions pop up in my heart, it's like something was anchored to my soul that wouldn't let me let go of what I'm doing. And just kind of chipping away at the old block, if you will, you know, and then my sister, who is just so wonderful, when I had some doubters, you know, saying like, should you give up? Has it been too long? You know, Maddie, my little sister, was I will never forget it. We were standing in my kitchen and it was 2020 and, and she was like, Jenna, I just know. I just know in my soul you cannot give up right now. You were made to do this. Don't you dare let go. And there were like tears streaming down my face because things were going so well for me in 2019. And then 2020, beginning of 2020 happened and I had a management switch over and it was a manager I was really excited to work with that God ended up replacing with somebody that had a lot better character. And I didn't have my publishing deal yet. And I was working for a woman that worked in the barn that I was leasing a horse out of. And just like that didn't have anything to do with music. And we were just trying to make ends meet, I think, that year. And and that was so confusing to me because I was like, how could it go from like, yay, we're clicking up the roller coaster hill, you know, to what the heck is happening? I'm sitting at the bottom of that roller coaster hill with no momentum, you know, mm-hmm. and I, that was happening with so many people, but that's what happened to me that year. My sister would not let me give up. And then I got my publishing deal offer and um, country and the girl kind of took off. And it's funny because I think when you start to stand for something that does alienate some people is when people have something to stand on, something to share about something to believe in with you. And it, I stopped really caring about what Nashville thought about me and more about who I was speaking on behalf of. And it changed everything. And uh, that year, my sister also got diagnosed with cancer. So this was last year, 2021. So I was putting out Country and the Girl, trying to shoot music videos, taking her to all of her appointments. And uh, I was her main caretaker. 
And I got a call one day in the midst of all of that, when I really just was like, God, I don't even know how I'm keeping my feet on the ground right now or keeping anything moving. Um, that Pretty Ugly was going to get played on Sirius XM Highway. And I had dreamed about that happening since I was driving back and forth, trying to keep one foot on the ranch and one foot in the music industry before I even moved to Nashville in like 2013 and 2014. So I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is wild. You know, like everything's happening, you know, in my life that is just overwhelming. And, you know, then this really cool thing is happening in my career. And I think so many times it's like, you're going through something really hard, but you still feel so seen by God and your efforts are finally producing fruit at the same time. And it's just like a special grace on seasons of life that are really, really, really hard. So yeah, so that happened. And then I put bless her heart out and the year was over. And now we are gearing up right now to put out my first record. And all of that kind of snowballed into the record that I'm putting out now. And a lot of the hard things that happened end of that last year and beginning of this year allowed me to write some really true things that I don't think a record would make sense. Like it wouldn't make sense for me to make a record if it wasn't for the songs that I've been able to write this year um, that have come out of you know, some really hard seasons in my life. And one of those, and you're asking about if I've always kind of known what I wanted to do. And the answer is yes, is this song called The Girl I Was. And I was on a writer's retreat in May this year. And I was driving to get everybody pizza, pick it up. And um, the sun was going down. We were riding on Center Hill Lake here in Tennessee. And um, I was like, what am I missing? And what does my little heart need to say right now? And for some reason, this picture of me as a little girl, I was up on a fence and I thought it was a sun kiss to my hand, but it was an orange Gatorade uh, <laughs> hand. And I was helping my granddad sell my Uncle Hicks cattle. And I remember it like it was yesterday because I, I remember how hot it was that morning. And I remembered like seeing this picture back of myself and remembering like how the air smelled and how hot it was. And the fact that I love the sun streaks that were in the front of my hair and the way my freckles like popped out that summer. And I just remember thinking like, yeah, that that's who I am. You know, that little girl on the fence that loves cows, that's who I am. And she's that girl and that's the singer too. And, um, and I just was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just getting back to the girl I was. And I was like, that's the song we need to write. If we don't write another song this weekend and we nail that idea, things are going to be just fine. And the hook at the end of that song is, I can't believe I ever thought she wasn't good enough. Oh, the girl I was. Sorry. Um, and I really think we all get lost sometimes in life, whether it's in a relationship or our careers or our goals or um, life's trials that come or a loss that happens. And there's a season for all of us to get back to that girl and remembered the innocence and belief and way that that little girl felt so alive sitting on that fence, letting the soap, sun soak into her skin and, and all the smells and things that just make you feel the most like yourself. And that song kind of made sense of everything I'm going to do moving forward and just gave me the ability to be so honest with myself. And I just feel like so many girls have been there. So many women have been there. It doesn't matter how old you are, or where you come from, um, or what your background is. And I'm just super excited for this record because that's the heart of it. 
in representing that little girl, me, and uh, not just, you know, all the shiny things. And yeah, it's really special. I'm so excited about what I'm going to get to do with that. Oh my gosh, Jenna, you got me sniffling over here now. Like goosebumps. As you're talking though, I felt goosebumps at multiple points of that conversation. And I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for this album. But one thing that I feel like I heard as you're sharing your story is, man, I think so many of us have been there and I love describing this journey as like a roller coaster because man, I feel like we can feel like everything's going great. And then all of a sudden something will just knock us off our feet. And we feel like, what now? What now? And I think that there's something to those hard seasons because what I hear about your story is that so much of the beauty that you've created in your life and the growing that you've done and gosh, this art that you're putting together to share with all of us this fall was all born of really, really hard seasons and hard seasons that I'm sure you wouldn't want to wish on anybody. But we were talking before we started recording this podcast and we were talking about how I have this this watercolor illustration of a cow and it has a manure in the back behind the cow and it has these two daisies growing through it. And you had shared what, tell me what the wildflower line that one of your friends shared with you. It's too good. We got to share that. (laughs) Um, Well, can I? I'll put a beep in there where the you can the, you can you can curse lightly. Curse <laughs> lightly on here for y'all. Um, he said wildflowers only grow through the shit, and or they grow best through the shit, and it's the truth, you know. And like sometimes the ground is hard, and there's no rain, and you're just waiting for it, you know. And um, and you're wondering if the sunlight's ever going to come back out to really make the seeds grow, and that sticker is on my hat box and I travel a lot and I look at it all the time. And I have, especially since I saw you in Kansas in February and it's been such a gift to me because it's the truth. And yeah, that's the blessing of (laughs) shit is that it it produces really good things and things that nourish other things um, in the long run and in the course of, you know, the whole process. And so it won't always be, like that. It'll be something one day. Oh, so good. And I think like also holding space for the fact that sometimes it just stinks because you're in the middle of it and that's okay. But just trusting that that hard season is nourishing you for some really beautiful, beautiful growth on the other side of it. And I cannot wait to see what you have to share with us. You've given me a teaser of the song that you, um, is on your album and gosh, it just it made me so emotional listening to it. And I think it's just going to resonate so deeply with so many people and just what a gift you have for storytelling and really just capturing people's emotions and heart with your words. It is so, so beautiful. And I am just like your sister. I'm like, she's, she's got it. I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to soar so, so far in your career. And I want to hear more about, you know, because what I think you have, you don't just have a beautiful voice. You don't just have a beautiful stage presence. What you have is this deep feeling, beautiful heart for people. And I feel like that's what shines out through your music. And, you know, in your mind, Jenna, what is, what do you sing for? What is your goal with everything that you do? What do you stand for? What do you want your music to do? I love this question. I've had to do some digging on this recently too, uh, personally, because when things are hard, it's hard to keep going. And I really think about what I do. I don't 
like, yeah, fame comes with it or whatever. People recognize you and you're walking around in downtown Fort Worth or whatever. But I really don't care about that side. I, I, I think when you do something excellently, recognition comes with it. And that's just a byproduct in my mind. Mm-hmm. And it's evidence that what you're doing is reaching people. I don't ever want to hang my hat on whether people recognize me or not. In fact, most of the time I want to like put my W.A. Jones Cattle Co. Ranch hat on and like put my head down and not have anybody recognize me. What I do see my music as is a service to people. I want my life to be an example of somebody extremely real who has flaws and ups and downs like anybody else who has a very real relationship with God who's not perfect who only shares things that resonate with me about God because they come from a real place and not because I'm trying to get anybody to think that I'm special um, or holy or anything I want to be a real example of what it looks like to be a sister and a daughter and a friend and a wife eventually and a mom eventually and I just, I want people to, you know, know that if they reach out and ask me to pray for them, I really do. And that I consider that part of my job as much as I do hopping up on a stage to sing for people. And I won't always be able to do that with as much intention. I'm going to have to carve out time for it, but that's important to me. And I, I look at my music as a service as well. Like, how do I write the most real thing? How do I write something that is fun, but real? I weigh my words. You know, I'm, I'm not perfect in that either, but I, I just think it's important to put something out that people actually feel is human, but also has a lot of grace on it. And cause that's, that's what I feel like I'm supposed to do with my life is be a walking, living example of what it looks like to just be a real person with a real relationship with God and, and what that looks like lived out in, you know, reality too. Cause yeah, none of us have it all together all the time. And, Mm-mm. um, and yeah, and I, I'd love to just be an encouragement to people in that way. And sorry, that was so long winded, but that, that's what I've been thinking about recently. And like, how do I maintain that? Mm, that's so good. So beautiful. Do not apologize. That was, that was so beautiful. Do you have a side hustle or a business that you're ready to take to the next level? In my opinion, one of the most valuable assets as a business of any size, whether you're just starting out or have been hammering on for years, is a website. Whether it's a simple landing page with just the basics or a full-fledged site with a blog and store, having a place where people can search and discover you online makes your business immediately look more credible. If it's the fear of having to fork over thousands of dollars to a professional to build one for you that's holding you back, I have a little secret for you. You can build your own website today without any knowledge of coding or fancy schmancy tech skills using Squarespace. Trust me, if I can do it, so can you. Not only did I build my own Coach Kaya website, but I also built my family's Twistleman Ranch website, the Backroad Cowgirls digital series website, and countless more using Squarespace's simple, easy-to-use templates that made it a breeze to get a website launched and ready to welcome new customers. Time to take that business of yours to new levels. Click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Squarespace today. You know, I think you had mentioned just now, how do I maintain that? 
I can imagine, and I don't know, I've never lived the the singer songwriter lifestyle, but um, I know that you're on the road a lot. I know it's probably a lot of late nights and early mornings. Um, not only do you have this home and career in Nashville that takes you all over the world, but you also have a heart and family in Texas. I'm curious, Jenna, for you, how do you take care of yourself amidst the demands that your dreams have on you? Yes. Well, I do like to take long baths. Mm, like, love that. Very hot long baths. And then I like to get up and like the first thing I do in the morning is make my cup of coffee and get back in bed and read my Bible and a devotional and pray. And then I've, I've been trying and, and succeeding uh, at going and just even like anything physical, like walking on a treadmill and praying while I'm walking on a treadmill because I don't know why, but my brain stays more focused on praying if I'm doing something with my feet. <laughs> so I'll do that. And then just making sure I have time to cook for myself. I don't know why, but that just makes me feel so grounded. And then um, trying to be more intentional about like phone time. How do I not spend so much time on Instagram? And I think in the world of reels, it's really hard to put down your phone and, and really be intentional about what I'm doing. And also I think in this season, I've, I've picked up a lot of books and I've finished them, which has been really good for me too. And I don't have a TV. So I, I mean, I've got obviously like Netflix on my computer, but even that hasn't been holding my attention quite as much recently. So I love that distinction of I pick up a lot of books and I finish them. <laughs> because there's definitely been there's definitely been seasons where I picked up a lot of books, but I did not finish them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, some of them I'm like, ah, I'm just not into this. But yeah. I have, you know, finished quite a few recently and and have really been enjoying reading. Good. I love that. Me too. And my grandpa, my phone is sitting over here too. And that's one of the things that I feel like I have set an intention for and continue to struggle with is yes. setting boundaries with what my grandpa calls the magic box. Um, and so I, I totally feel you there. Speaking of grandpas, I know yep. that your grandpa has a very, very special place in your heart. And I know when you talk, you always talk about how you have, you know, you have one foot on the ranch and one foot wherever the heck else your music is taking you. <laughs> yeah. um, tell me, cause I know you have such a heart for your family and for Texas and for ranching. What does your future look like right now when you imagine it in terms of your connection back to the ranch, back to, back to Texas, back to home? Yep. I love this question so much. Um, when I see my life down the road, I want to buy my family's place back, which mm -hmm. I gave a letter to. My granddad died in 2020. He and my other grandfather were my best friends. I got to have extremely special relationships with both of them and um, especially when my granddaddy, the rancher, was struggling with his dementia and stuff. I, I mean, I drive his truck and I would take him back and forth, you know, from his house to the ranch to check cattle. And it was just really a sweet, sweet, sweet time. And um, when he passed away, my uncles and mom told us that they were going to sell the ranch because it's right on the Red River. So it's floodplain closer to the river and then the high ground is good for grazing. So my uncle wanted to keep the grazing land because he was running the cattle operation. But then if you just sell the low ground, it's not quite fair and how much you would make off of that. So they were like, well, let's just sell the whole thing and be fair to everybody. And I was like, what? You know, I had inherited our brand. I had never imagined that there'd be a day that I would not have cattle on that ranch. 
And um, so I was like, okay, well, if this is inevitable, I'm going to write a letter to the guy that's going to buy it. And we didn't know who it was at that point. I wrote him a letter about the history of the ranch, how my granddad got it, because he got it from a woman that wasn't even his mom. And he worked with her sons in the oil fields. He was a roughneck. I wear a Derek around my neck that he gave my grandma. And and anyway, he received it from her because he ran her cattle because her sons weren't interested. And she had been giving him two heifers a year out of her herd to build his own herd. And then when she passed away, she was like, well, Pete, the whole thing is yours. And um, just such a cool story. And so I I gave this guy a letter that bought it. And he's a lawyer and from around where my mom's hometown is and right where the ranch is. And I was like, you know, I would love to buy this place back. I wasn't in a position to be able to when it went up for sale. If you could just give me a call whenever you decide to sell it, if you ever decide to sell it. And he uh, sent me, or he called me and he was like, well, keep your keys. I got a feeling you're going to get this place back. Oh, I just got chills. Oh my gosh. You know, I was like weeping because I just had a feeling that when I was writing him that letter, that God was going to give it back to me in better shape than I would have even received it, having it split up between my uncles and my mom. And sometimes God has a funny way of doing things where you feel like you're losing something, but you're getting it back in a way that is better than you could have gotten it in the first place. So yeah, so I'm working towards that. My granddad had hats that are like denim trucker hats. I wear them all the time on my Instagram. Um, And he had those designed like back in the 80s, I think. And I mean, you know, 80s ranch gear, like every ranch had it. It was either like a bomber or a trucker hat. Our hats were cool. And um, he had those made and I just always thought they were the coolest hats. I'd wear it around Nashville. People would be like, where can I get one of those hats? They didn't even know what, you know, W.A. Jones Cattle Co. was. They just thought the hat was cool. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to sell these hats to get this ranch back. So I did the original denim version, uh, khaki and maroon version, and then like a camo version of the trucker hats with our logo and everything on them, my brand. And um, they are going to be for sale this fall. And uh, we are talking to a pretty big Western store about selling them in stores as well. So, and telling the story. So I'm pretty excited about what's to come on that. And just, uh, I just know that it's going to, it's going to happen. So, yeah. So is to run a cow-calf operation or feed out on that property and, have a cow calf operation somewhere else. I, I don't know yet exactly what it's all going to look like, but I know I'm going to have cattle there and, um, and I'm going to redo the, the ranch house that's there that, that I just always thought was so stinking cute and the bunkhouse and the barns and just revive that sucker and make my granddaddy proud. Oh my gosh, Jenna. I love this vision so much. And I just, I know it's going to happen. Like it's done in my mind. It's already done. <laughs> my question is, are you going to have a recording studio in Texas? How does that, Maybe. how does it all fit with your, how does it all fit? I guess I don't know much about the country music industry. Do you have to live in Nashville? Or are you going to just fly in between? How does that all work? So um, I tell people I'm going to pull a George Strait on this place. Ooh, love that for you. Because he has successfully, I mean, he, he toured out of Texas originally and then did the Nashville thing and he lives in Texas now and I have some friends that border his ranch and they're like, yeah, his covered arena is like right next to his landing strip with his, <laughs> where it's plane lands, you know, like it's yeah, 
cool. So anyways, um, the goal for me, because our ranch is not too, too far from DFW and Love Field, like I'll be able to fly when I need to be somewhere. But the goal for me is to be able to raise cattle and choose when I want to be on the road and and my tours, hopefully in the summertime and into the early fall, and then do some choice stuff here and there and have people come down and write with me and go to Nashville when I need to write and be there when I need to be or be here. I guess I'm in Nashville right now. Uh, be here when I need to be here, do everything I need to do to be successful, but be able to do the ranching thing in a very real way. And kind of, um, I guess at this point in my career, I'm more at the mercy of getting to the place where I can do that and pick and choose when I want to be on the road and when I don't want to be on the road. But yeah, so that's the goal is to be able to get my career to that place and then be able to do that with the ranch and pick and choose when I want to be on the road and raise cows. Oh my gosh, Jenna. I love this dream so stinking much. And who says you can't do both, right? Like this is your life. And I think, you know, it's so interesting. I feel like it's so easy for people to look at people that we really admire, like for you, George Strait. And I think it's easy for us to get in this mindset of, well, yeah, it's George Strait, but it's George Strait. Like, you know, I'm not George Strait. Who am I? However, I think it's so powerful when we can use the examples of people that are doing things that we want to do as just an example of what's possible. If George Strait can do it, you can too. Yeah. Cody's doing it. I mean, he's raising rope and steers, so it's a little bit different than what I want to do, but it's not that different. And he's he's been traveling to and from Nashville and living in Texas his entire career. He's never lived here. He might have a place here now. I don't know, but... Um, but he and his wife, Randy, I believe live in Texas and they live the life that they sing about. And I think that's more important than me living here and singing about things that I'm not living every day. And yeah, yeah, I I mean, that's the reason I even got into country music. Why wouldn't I want to be breathing that air every day? Yeah. Gosh, I love that. Yeah. Is there anything about getting into the country music industry? that has surprised you? Yeah, honestly, uh, how few people grew up in the country or anything to do with the country. And I'm not even saying that's a negative thing. I just think you assume that people that sing about the lifestyle that you love actually lived it. And I think it's surprising how many people, like I was in a write last week and I said some lyric and they were like, what's that? You know, and I was like, like... (laughs) just it's surprising because people come here and they they love country music and I appreciate that so much so I'm not even mad at them for it but like they love country music and then they come here because they want to do what they love but they didn't live it so I think there's this disconnect between people that are living our life every day and people that are writing songs about things that they don't really know and there's just a disconnect there. And I, that surprised me about this town. And and a lot of the people that are helping make decisions also didn't grow up like that. They're brilliant business-wise, but they didn't really grow up like that. So there's a, I think that's where a lot of it gets kind of by. But the real stuff makes its way either way. So it doesn't matter really. It just was surprising to me. Um, and I'm grateful for people that understand business better than I do because <laughs> so yeah, so it's not negative necessarily. It just was a surprising thing. Totally. You know, one of the things I ask everybody that comes on the show, it's called 
the podcast is called Climbing with Coach Kaya because I feel like everything that we face in life is like climbing a mountain and not just a mountain, but like a series of mountain ranges. Cause once you get to the top of one, there's a whole bunch of others you have left to climb. So I'm curious right now in this season of your life, Jenna, what is a mountain that you feel like you're currently climbing? Yes. Um, I guess it is the mountain of getting a record deal and kind of deciding whether that's important or not, or whether I should or shouldn't. I think there's major pluses within the country music industry specifically um, that come with getting a record deal. I have a business partner that I'm getting to build everything I'm doing with. So I have so much freedom to represent country music the way that I feel convicted to. And I think that is a beautiful thing. And I think it'd be really cool to get to a certain level with that and be able to maintain that because that's why people fell in love with what I do. Um, so I think there's something really special about that. And then there's a huge plus to getting a record deal and having help and being on the radio and having the connections that um, on the radio in a, like a terrestrial radio. So all over the country um, and having the ability to just have that push in your career and weighing out where that push is going to come from and what's more important. And then once I do get a record deal, making sure that everything's in place for me to keep pushing forward and not be limited by it. Because I think we, you know, everybody outside of the music industry is like, oh, you have a record deal, you have a record deal. And there's so much to being independent right now within yeah. music at all, because you have so much freedom to just keep building, keep building, keep building and making it worthwhile so that you have more creative freedom when you do sign a record deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when that record deal comes along, it gives you that little extra push. So what I just said is the goal for me is to get, you know, push it as far as I can on my own and then partner with a label, kind of like Cody did, Cody Johnson did, just to push it that much further, get that much better songs and, you know, just kind of reach that next level where I can make the choice to be on the road from May to September consistently and then do shows here and there after that and write for my records on either bookend of that and have that really make sense financially for me as well. So yeah, so I guess that's, that's the mountain I'm climbing currently and you just never know when it's going to happen. And so you're like, yeah. you're for the top and you're like, I can't even see the peak from here, you know? Right, <laughs> like, totally. It's just a cloud there. And it's yeah. just, there. you just don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think what's so special about that and what I love about thinking about that visual of like the things that we're chasing being this mountain is I think the secret to it isn't even necessarily in reaching the top. I mean, of course, we're, we're. I think it's important that we have goals that we're working towards, but I think the big secret is learning how to just freaking enjoy the climb, yes. like enjoy the journey. And um, even though it can be really hard and it can be really grueling. In the in between, without always focusing, and I was just talking to somebody about that, like, because my life can't be just this. Like, it's got to be more versatile if I even want those other dreams to come true. Totally. So yeah, so enjoying it while you're while you're climbing and taking a minute to stop and smell the horses, you know. Heck yeah, smell the smell the horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's helping you bloom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I wanted to ask you. You have some very exciting things coming up. Where can people connect with you, listen to you, support you? How can they get more Jenna Paula in their lives? Ooh, baby. 
Well, you can connect with me on Instagram. That's probably where I spend the most of my time. Like I'm on TikTok, but I'm not like on TikTok like a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like it's just a little rabbit hole I can get real lost in. Oh, preach, sister. It's different. I I just love out of all the apps, I like Instagram and Pinterest the most. Um, So yeah, and Pinterest is interesting. I've People found Country and the Girl had like a million monthly viewers on Pinterest. It's so random, but yeah, I'm on I'm on Pinterest a lot. Talk to me on there. Um, so <laughs> Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter. I'm on a little bit. TikTok. Jenna Paulette is my handle, and then my website. You can go give me your email there or send me a text. Either way, I've got a text message, like a phone. I can text y'all back on, and I do that as much as I possibly can. Yeah, I, I try and check my messages on Instagram like every day and I respond personally. It's not somebody else. Please send me a, drop me a line on there if you have time. And I'm assuming on your website, it would show any upcoming shows that you might have if people want to come see you in person. Yes, exactly. So fun. Okay. As of today, as we're recording this, what details can you give us about the album? Do we know when it's coming out? When can we expect it? I'm on the edge of my seat, girl. I'm so ready. Yeah. Yes, there's an announcement about the release coming this fall. There'll be a pre-order for that um, or for the record. So we'll announce it this fall and then it comes out spring of next year and we'll be dropping, I think, three singles before then um, off the record with pre-sale, pre-ad opportunities that come with getting that song or those songs and music videos coming with them as well. And um, I'm just really proud of this body of work because I'm getting back to the girl I was. Mm, That's the mic drop right there. That is the mic drop right there. Well, I am so excited for you. I cannot wait to hear more of this goodness that you're putting out into the world. And just thank you for being you. You are just such a light in this world. And for those of you that follow Jenna online or are going to start following her after hearing this, I want you to know that she is the exact same person that you see on the internet. She is the most precious, authentic, kind human I've ever met. And I am just so grateful for you and your friendship. And I am going to continue to be your biggest fan once you make it to George Strait levels and beyond. And I'm also very excited to see you for sure in October at the Fancy Lady Cowgirl event. I'm so excited. Sorry. I literally just put both my arms up like a little child for those that can't (laughs) see. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to hug your neck. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Ditto. I feel the same way about you. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. So if you guys want to hang out with Jenna and I and Courtney and a bunch of other Fancy Lady Cowgirls, join us at the Fancy Lady Cowgirl event happening this October in Weatherford, Texas. It's going to be phenomenal. I can't wait to dance to your music and squeeze you. And it's just going to be the best. I can't wait either. Jenna, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Y'all go follow Jenna, all of her social media, her website, and all that stuff is going to be linked in the show notes. So go grab it there. Get on her email list so you can be the first to hear about her new singles coming out. And um, so we can hear more about when the hats come out. I cannot wait to get one of the hats. So excited. So thank you so much again, Jenna. And thank you, sweet listener, for tuning into another episode. I'll see you right back here. Same time, same place next week. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.